0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's take a moment and relax, and just anything else that's going on that fall by the wayside, and... Just, again, so you're not distracted, and so you're available to the Lord, and you remind yourself that you are in him if you've been born again. If your spirit has been renewed, you're one with him in your spirit. That which is born of spirit is spirit. And we are one in spirit. There's only one spirit, and that is God. Now we have a soul, he's given us a soul. And we live in a body for this for our time here on this earth. I don't think we have all enough information to conclude what came before or after our time here on this earth. I'm kind of assuming something did. I don't know whether we use the same body over and over again. There's just, we don't have enough information. And part of our, that's always part of our challenge is we don't have enough information about things, so we try to figure it out. We try to understand. And kind of what happens is we end up seeking to have faith in our beliefs rather than God himself. So one of the things as we are again approaching the supernatural abilities, the solical abilities that you have, that I have, that all humans have, anybody who has a soul, which is all humans, have these abilities. They came with the package. In your physical body, you came with a heart and eyes. And kidneys, now I'm talking about a typical, physically 100%, you know, no no defects or anything. Everything came as part of the human package, the human body. It's the same in the soul. Your soul came with mind, will, and emotions, but also these other abilities that are in your soul. That's why we call them solical abilities. They're not spiritual. They're not spiritual gifts. They're not natural. They're not part of your your physical body. Now, there may be manifestations of those solical abilities that come through your body and that your body can sense, but that's a whole different issue. The power and authority that you have in your soul gives you power and authority over your body and over this physical realm. In a a sense, you know, we have no idea is already available to us as a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. The effect we can have as God directs, as our spirit directs, And it's not just for the benefit of others, it's for our benefit. Again, we're, we're here on this earth to accomplish something. And I think part of that is to learn to live and move and have our being in him. And that involves utilizing, using, having fully, full effect the supernatural the soulical abilities that we have in our soul that function in the supernatural realm. I like how Paul, you know, there's so much reference about, you know, these, again, the, the scriptures unfortunately translated them very often as spiritual gifts, and we've learned them as spiritual gifts. They're They're not gifts. They're part of the package. And we get them all. And... They're not spiritual. There's only, God and us are the only things that are spiritual. They're soulical. They're part of your soul. Now that gives them enough power and authority. We don't need to try to confuse the two, the soul and the spirit. But when we talk about, when we look at so many references within the scriptures, there's so much about warfare. Warfare. And putting on the full armor of God, and growing up into all things, and the the whole idea of something changing, that we don't just stay stagnant. And I think this is one aspect of it. There's, you know, there, I think, you know, as we, hopefully, as a body of Christ here on this earth. Where we are today is at a different place than the body of Christ was five generations ago, ten generations ago, a hundred generations ago. And hopefully ten generations from now, the body of Christ in general will be at a different place. It's not about us as individuals so much as the revelation and the and the training and the drawing that God himself wants to do on us and for us. This is one of the reasons I always say that if you have a desire, that's from God. If you have a desire to know God better, if you have a desire to to learn how to live and move and have your being, if you, if you have a desire to get healed, to, anything that, that God... You know, whatever it is that God has put on your heart, we bring it to him. And if it's still there, it's that's the drawing. That's his drawing us to change. Now, there's part of our soul that we are to be involved in the change. The hard parts the healing of our soul the restoration of our soul the freeing of our soul and the reuniting of our soul to our spirit that's god's job now again sometimes he he lets us in on it and sometimes we can there's an overlap you know and we can see what he's doing and experience the freedom and the healing and and a lot of the things that he's doing, but it's his responsibility and he does the work. Now, in the physical realm, when you learned how to walk, we can say God didn't do that. You did that. As a little baby, you've been crawling around, all of a sudden you start pulling yourself up. There's something in that physical being of that little baby that takes the next step, t- takes the next step intuitive uh uh action it's not something that the baby needs to be taught okay now you're going to learn how to walk here's the five steps or here read this book on how to walk just learning to crawl learning to turn over there's developmental stages of a physical baby of a physical being well likewise there are i do believe there were meant to be, at least, developmental stages of our soul. And because we have relied on our own understanding, we have neglected those development, developmental stages of our soul. Now, God knows that. He doesn't hold it, as, hold it against us. But now that we know, okay, there there's more to learn more to being a spirit being with a soul, with a living soul that's in the process of being fully restored, reunited with our spirit. Now that we know that, we can engage in those developmental stages. We've spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time talking about the act- activities of God in our lives, getting healed, Um, learning to hear his voice, uh, how, you know, the whole point of salvation and restoration and reconciliation. We've talked a lot about it, a lot of different things. We've also talked about the practicalities of hearing him, of getting healed, of questioning what we believe, how where our involvement is, that, you know, that the the purpose of, of learning that is not to get it done but so that we can make room for him to get it done and I think that's one of the areas where we have kind of um, shouldered God out of his opportunity to restore our soul in terms of learning to use our soulical abilities We've we've been ignorant and again going back to to paul be not ignorant of the the ways of the enemies and yet we are and we're also ignorant of how our soul works we're ignorant of the supernatural realm we're ignorant and there's even a fear involved you know so often we're told you know don't don't ask for um you know, don't talk to angels. Don't talk to demons. Don't talk to, don't even get involved with the supernatural realm. That's for special people. Or that's that died with the last disciple when he died. We we have the Bible now, and that's all we need. That's all we have. And if you go beyond that, you're asking for trouble. God can't bless you. Whatever the whatever the, you know, you're deceived. Don't be afraid about being deceived. If if God can't keep you on the straight and narrow, what makes you think you can? If God can't keep you on track, what, what ability do you have that's greater than God? And I want you to think about that as we go forward on this. Because very often... What that does is reveal a misconception about the nature of God. We think that, okay, God is going to let us be deceived to teach us a lesson. That's not love. It's like a parent. Putting a you know let it, seeing a child reaching for a hot stove and saying, "Well, go ahead and, and put your hand on it, and you'll never do that bad again. That'll teach you a lesson. That's not God, that's not a good parent either. No, he says, Don't do that. don't go this way and And I odds are. As we move into what we're moving into, there's going to be times when God is going to tell each one of us individually, this is not for you at this time. Fine. Great. Let's go with him. You know, he knows what he's talking about, and he loves you. He loves me. He wants what's best for each one of us. So much so that he's working in all of our circumstances, working in each of our souls to bring healing and restoration and joy and comfort and peace beyond what even our our minds can conceive of beyond anything you've ever experienced beyond your wildest dreams that's what he has for you part of that will be involved with we we will not learn how to use sp- spiritual power and authority until we learn how to use our solical power and authority. Because our spiritual power, while we're here on this earth, our spiritual power and authority are going to flow through our solical power and authority. Because in the spiritual realm, it's all done. Power does not need to be expressed. Authority does not need to be expressed. Because God is already all in all. The Battlefield is the soul realm, which is again a part of the supernatural realm that 's where there's conflict that 's where intentional god God wants there to be warfare. He wants us to have things to overcome. He wants us to be in warfare it's good for us because we learn how the power and authority works in the solical realm, in your soul. In your soul, you have power and authority. That power and authority functions and works over the solical realm, the supernatural realm, and over the natural realm. Being able to say, mountain be cast into the sea, and it be cast into the sea. That's power over the natural realm but also within the supernatural realm, the solical realm, for restoration, for healing, for, for wisdom, for tapping into the very nature of the supernatural realm. And unfortunately, we are ignorant. And sometimes even worse than being ignorant, we reject it. We reject the idea that we are supernatural beings. You're a spiritual being, you're a supernatural being, and you're a physical being. Now your nature is spirit. Who you are is spirit. But for our time here on this earth, there are things about our soul and how our soul functions that we are are to learn how they work. In one of the the ways we can all learn is how how these abilities that we already have, and i don 't you know let 's pretend you have spent the necessary time and effort and energy, and your all your abilities are functioning and working and god says okay you 're done with all your with your abilities you're one hundred percent you have straight A's in I suspect there's something else after that in this, in this soul that then needs to be addressed. Maybe it's time travel. Maybe it's recon, reconciliation between generations. Don't know. But I do know God is so creative and so many-layered and, you know, Preset uh, wheels and his ideas and lines upon line, how he does things—it it all makes sense, but it's beyond our own understanding. So it's not like we're ever going to get finished with this, and this is why, personally, I think our soul tr- has been traveling with us and will continue to travel with us, whatever comes next after. We die and leave this body behind, which I do suspect we leave it behind. And previous, before we got this body, we had, I believe, we did have the same soul that we have now. I could be wrong, and I'd be fine with that. I'm curious. I want to find out. The best way to find out is to ask. And then to start asking with action. How how does this work, Lord? How does this practically, objectively, functionally work? Because that's something I want to talk to to you guys about really clearly. We're We're not going to be relying on our imagination or our curiosity or our wonder. This is something... Your soulical abilities are real. They don't need to be imagined or wondered about. They they are provable. They are provable first to ourselves, and then they are provable to others. Think about when Jesus was walking around. He he didn't. You know, as far as being proclaimed proclaimed the Son of God, others did that, and it wasn't just because of his teachings. Even, even though they changed the world, but he got the attention because of the things he objectively did. Multiplying the fish was objective. People saw it happen, and he, he did it in reality. You know, they sent the Roman guards to to capture him and bring him back for, for questioning. They said, nobody's ever, you know, you don't want to mess with this guy. They saw things, they heard things that they'd never heard and seen before. Now, you know, for for a lot of us, you try doing that in a traditional church setting, be something that people have never seen or heard before, and you would, not be invited back. You'd not be accepted. But that's something we all have within us. We want to have control. We've talked about that. We want to have understanding. We want to uh, know, know what we're going to get out of this. If we do this, what's the result? I can tell you right now, I don't know. We're going to go step by step, and we're going to to see how things work and how things progress and how things work for you is gonna be different than how it works for me or somebody else, and that's fine. Hopefully, over time, we'll get some consistencies. You know, again, going back to the little baby, learning how to, you know, some babies go from flipping from their, their you know, flipping over and, and start crawling. The very next day, they're walking. Others, they, you know, take forever to learn to walk. That's fine. And, and thinking, you know, call, and some of them skip right to running. That doesn't matter. It's the state that we go through those steps, that we get through those developmental stages. So we have solical developmental stages that God is drawing us to. And again, if that's something you're interested in, that's coming from God. There's nobody else that would want you to learn about those developmental stages because we are also going to, this is all going to be under the umbrella of knowing God more, knowing God better, being able to hear him more clearly Joining him, always being. So it's never going to be on the strength of our soul, on the control of our soul. It's not for soul gratification or so that we have power and authority over ourselves or over other to suit ourselves, to meet our own goals. It's always in union with spirit, with our spirit that's already united, with, is one with God. So, again, you know, we did say that there's always a, you know, that all, everybody has these abilities. And obviously not everybody is a Christian. But everybody can develop their abilities, whether they are a Christian or not. And this is where, you know, maybe sometime we'll talk about occult activities and psychics and, you know, some other, you know, ways of, of using our solical abilities, etc., power and authority, without, un, without being united with spirit, we'll see that's probably going to be way down the road. Because to me, I think right now is what's most important is getting it started for each one of us as an individual and focusing, going ahead and focusing on ourselves. You focus on your soul and activating, using, learning about the abilities that you have in your soul right now. And don't even worry about how you're going to use them. You know, what purpose. You know, very often, and this is, again, one of those detriments that we've run up against in organized Christianity. Especially here, you know, I know for sure here in America I um, can been exposed to enough to what goes on in other countries i know that that's that that's a hallmark of western uh, christianity is very much a um an activity oriented being productive doing something for god um evangelizing growing you know raising money to do more that kind of thing rather than focusing on ourselves and learning you know understanding that the this, you know, God, God may put you in a place where you are evangelizing, where you are, you know, expanding His reach in the world. But that will still be for your benefit, for your training, so you can learn how to use your soulical gifts. Just a reminder: God doesn't need you to evangelize anyone; He can do it all by Himself. He doesn't need you to heal anybody. He doesn't need you to do anything he can do it all he's he is a big god and he loves everybody more than you do in your soul he loves everybody he loves this world but he's got his own plan and his desire and intent is far more important than what we think you know we if we start if, if we actually had the power and authority in our soul right now without the training that comes from the process of learning about the power and authority, we would mess things up. It's like you don't put a sword in a two-year-old's hand. If they're going to hurt themselves. They're going to hurt others. So we, it's the process, the solical developmental stages will bring a, a discipline and a training that will be necessary to be one with God. Uh, you know, like the guys leaving the village and and they turned to Jesus, "Do you want us to rain down lightning on them for kicking us out?" And God and Jesus told them, "You don't even know what spirit you're of." You know, in other words, are you kidding me? It it, was, it wasn't about they didn't ask Jesus, "Would you do that? Should we pray to you for you to do that?" They they accepted that they could do it. But fortunately, they did the right thing. They asked him, should we do it? And Jesus, you don't even know what you're talking about. Because of course not, you don't do that. That's what we want. We want to be around Jesus enough where we see his example of how our soul works. Because all those miracles that he did, it wasn't because he was the son of God. He didn't raise Lazarus because he was the son of God. He raised Lazarus because he had the power and authority in his soul working at 100% at his beck and call. His soulical abilities were fully available to function in power and authority in the soulical realm. It wasn't because he was the son of God. It wasn't because he was a spirit being. Because up until then, he was the only one. He was the only, Jesus was the only soul, spirit being on this earth since Adam and Eve. bunch of supernatural beings, bunch of soulical beings, but he was the only spirit being here on this earth since Adam and Eve. And then they lost their spirit, didn't they? So then all of a sudden, okay, the spirit's back in the form of the Son of God but he could operate the power and authority here on this earth over the natural realm and he functioned out of the power and authority in his soul. The power and authority that was in his spirit flowed through his spirit, soul, and body and into this earth. So as always, we're running out of time. I always have a hard time getting to what I want to talk to you about for homework. But let's just talk about We've been so often focusing on being able to hear from God. And so we want to incorporate that. You've been asking him. You've had some ideas. This is what I think he wants me to do. What I want you to do is kind of journal what he, ta- what he tells you about what he wants you to be working on. For instance, if you're, if you're desiring healing, ask him, Lord, first confirm, is that what you want me to be focusing on now? Because, again, we're not, you know, unlike the baby going through the developmental stages, we don't have a linear. It's all the abilities, all the power and authority in our soul is what he wants us to learn next. So ask him, is this what you want me to learn? And then, for instance, you know, and if you don't have something, um, I'm I'm getting, you know, it seems like most people do speak in tongues. So let's just start there. I want you to start asking the Lord for the interpretation of those tongues. And that's where you go, okay, Lord, this is the homework. Is this what you want me to do? And if he says, no, I want you to pay attention over here, then do it. Because what is important is that you heard him. And then if you don't hear anything, is there interference? what to do about that. And we may need to go back and review that. We've, we've talked about that many times. It's on the website. It's on previous radio program, podcasts. But how to handle that interference. So we're bringing together a lot of the things we've talked about previously. But wherever it is, whatever you're interested in, put something practical to it that you can start doing and ask God. For instance, if you're interested in the healing, do you have anything that needs healing? If, you know, Lord, should I be asking for healing for myself? You know, get, ask yes or no questions. Should I be asking, seeking, working on the healing for somebody else? Yes no questions. Then, okay, come up with a list of ten people that you know or just that he pulls, gives you. You know, ask Lord for ten people or just names that come to you. Write them down on a list. Say, Lord, which one of these, which, which two, which three should I be focusing on? Do it step by step. Again, building that reliance on him. So start there. Make it simple. But if you, if you do speak in tongues, ask for the interpretation and write it down. So Continue to give me feedback. Continue to send me any questions through the website or through Blog Talk Radio. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.